1: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: You are Locked
3: On, Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, team, every every day, every day,
1: Remember, nickashu.com slash locked on Redskins for plenty more when it comes to this podcast. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter as well. And we are just continuing along with everything when it comes to Redskins training camp. And I promise you, at times, I'm going to get people that are down there a lot more than me, which is perfect. Sometimes it's player sound. Sometimes it's ABC7's Aaron Hawksworth who was down there. And see, this is always the tough part, Aaron, that we have to deal with where there's certain names. Chris Thompson, Jordan Reed, Josh Doxson. When any injuries up there, any even just consideration, you, you get worried and you go, Oh, no, because it's them. But a lot of times it really is just precautionary, precautionary because it is the preseason. I don't in there
4: either. No. Some guys just have nothing to prove in these preseason games. Use it on the guys who may or may not make the team to see what they can do. Get the rookie some experience. Save. Especially if, you know, preseason, you don't want to. Jay Gruden will be criticized. If Chris Thompson is injured in one of these, you know, you can't win
1: either way, really. Chris Thompson became the guy that was their game changing player, their big play. Technically, their big play receiver, when you think about it, after Deshaun Jackson left, he became that guy for them. And we saw how valuable he was to this team. And once they got just destroyed by the injury bug last year, and he ended up getting bit too like the rest of them, you could tell there was just... I mean, the offense was just different after him. You lose such a dynamic weapon in your backfield that you have to bring him along slowly. And look, he's looked great at camp by all accounts, but most people have said uh, he's not 100% yet. He's Mm -hmm. not quite there, which... That's fine. Take it easy with him. Bring him along slowly, as long as it's just a recovery thing and it's nothing that has to do with uh, he's not recovering as fast as we want him to, you yeah, know? Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, it's just like you said, there's certain guys, Jordan Reed, Josh Doxson, that you just have to be careful with.
1: I will say this, though. When you look at this team, you look at the way that they've carried themselves, how quiet it's been. We talked about this before, how quiet it's been when it comes to anything other than football, alex smith gets a lot of the credit for that because Mm -hmm. he came in and my favorite thing that he said my favorite thing was that he just how stupid he thinks all those workout videos are which is great because how i mean terrell Pryor last year and those workout videos made everybody think this guy was going to be a star and he was worthless for this team and everybody gets so excited for these workout videos oh look how great he looks in his shorts and his t-shirt and Alex Smith doesn't care about any of that. That's why there's so I mean there's so much respect for him so early on just because of the way he carries himself. Look, I understand that there was plenty of criticism in Kansas City at times, but with how tough the quarterback position is to find consistency, yeah. this is this is absolutely as good as they could have done with their current situation when Cousins moved on, knowing that he was going to move on, obviously they made the trade before that, but on top of that, he just brings this different attitude to this team. And there's yeah. this feeling of comfort with them. It sounds so funny. It's like a, this feeling of comfort. But it, it, everybody just seems to be relaxed with him at quarterback.
4: Oh, one thing that I love that I've noticed so far is... That every time, well, this is what I read, that every time the team has a meeting, he's in a different seat talking to a different player. And you think about being a first-round pick, he's had some success in the league. It would be easy for him to kind of just sit in his chair, pay attention in meetings, really not immerse himself into the culture and get to know these guys on a personal level. But to hear that he's asking and trying to get to know Every player that he can on a personal one-on-one level, I think that says a lot about his maturity, his leadership value that he brings to this team. Because think about that. Don't don't you think that's a great thing to have him sitting in different areas, talking to different guys, you know, and then he can get to know the team faster
1: that way. I, the The thing with quarterbacks versus like a lot of the other positions is we do see quarterbacks age like a fine wine at times, right? Like they are you're learning the position as you go. You're learning how to basically be a leader. You know, you're not, you're in there. You're the CEO of the team. Like how often do we see, and I know people love to put out like Mark Zuckerberg when I say this, but it's, he's learning on the job too. You don't see many like 22 year old CEOs. You can start up a company, but you're still learning on the job right. as we've seen with Facebook, for example. So like Alex Smith is the CEO of this team. He's the leader. He's the one in charge of, Yes, the offense, but really also the defense, too, in the sense that the quarterback is the most visible position. It's the one that has the most glaring spotlight on it. And his attitude then trickles down to everybody else. Right. Attitude reflects leadership. That's what Mm -hmm. they always that's one of my favorite quotes that one of my favorite quotes from a movie ever. And it works so often for so many things in life. And this is a great example where Alex Smith at 34, as long as his body holds up. I mean, look at all the quarterbacks in the NFL. They're all the best quarterbacks are still in their mid thirties or later. Yeah. You can play a long time, but they also have that experience. They understand the situations, how to be a leader, how to relate to different players on the team. That's a, it's just such an important thing that gets the human element gets overlooked so much in sports personalities, how a guy relates to everybody else on his team. It's a big deal.
4: I think it is too. And, And the little things, you know, go a long way. And I just think his leadership is something that this team really needed.
1: It's just it's night and day with him there now. Now, I'll say this. There's definitely been some times where communication on the field has been... It seems like there have been some issues at times with the offense. I know I've you've probably seen it a few times.
4: At times, the defense looks better than the offense, but I think it's coming along, and they've got to all get on the same page because you've got a new running back, you've got a new wide receiver in Paul Richardson, and you have a new quarterback, but I think... I trust that Alex Smith is going to do his homework. He probably already knows the playbook and is up to speed. I'm not worried about that. I think it's going to be fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's this early on. It just takes time to build chemistry with players. He had
4: some beautiful throws just in the perfect place downfield, too. It was like. This is
1: exciting. He's and that's a fun, like, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he can be <laughs> incredibly accurate. Yes. But he won't take a ton of risks. Right there, he, right. do, he won't take a ton of risks. I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to go this year with Jay Gruden, where he's... Remember Jay Gruden last year getting a little bit frustrated with Kirk at times for not taking enough risks? Right. If Alex Smith is the same way, which we've seen him do that in Kansas City... How is Jay Gruden going to respond to that? You know, how, how is he going to force him to just try to go downfield more? Is he going to force him to take more risks? Is he going to give him the opportunity to say, "Look, you're locked up. You got a long-term deal. There's no young quarterback behind you. I don't care if you throw an interception every once in a while just, if you're trying something that's a little risky."
4: I just don't with all the weapons that they have, I don't see them like You know, just trying to go downfield all the time and do the splashy plays like that. I mean, there's probably going to be a lot of two tight end sets with Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed, assuming he's healthy. Hopefully Jordan Reed's out there, right? Chris Thompson basically being a a receiver. Uh, Now they've got Darius Geis. I joked with Geis. I'm like, you know Jay Gruden doesn't run the ball a lot, right? Like, have you talked to him about this? And he basically was like, yeah, he'll do what's right.
1: He's going to do it now. (laughs) He'll do it now. But yeah, he also hasn't had a running Back that he could count on, I hopefully agree. Darius Geist is going to be I that just, guy I for him. I was just
4: curious, like you talked to him about this, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what the situation is, right? I know
1: it's <laughs> it's going to be interesting.
4: Slash and he's probably not going to be running the ball. A it's lot.
1: really going to be interesting to see how this offense evolves with hopefully more of a run game, more of a balanced oh, attack yeah. for them.
4: Yeah, I mean, this city, this fan base has been starving for a good running back and I just uh, hope Darius, guys, just lives something. up to the expectations. And that's the thing,
1: look, we talked about it before and I'm glad you're getting on board with me a little bit now. Face of the franchise, oh, already. Oh,
4: I'm 100% on board with that. But it will... I thought that was the smartest thing you've ever said. Ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've said some very dumb things. So I don't know if that's a compliment or no, not, but, but I'll take it as a compliment. You
4: said, it, you said it early and I was like, ooh, that was, uh, I like that. I really do.
1: I got a lot, a lot of people really angry at me for saying that and I'm sticking to that. And when he runs for a thousand yards this year, it's hard I'm going to be like, argue. see, I told you so. Yeah. I told you so. Yeah. All right. 800-636-1067. Nick Ashew, Aaron Hawksworth on the fan. Is Josh Doxson always going to be fragile or are the Redskins just going to have to manage him differently? It's the Locked on Redskins podcast.
0: You are Locked On Redskin, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Look, we're all busy at times, right? Like, it's really hard to find time to go to the gym. We hear it all the time. You got vacations in the summer. You've got tons of work, maybe in the wintertime, whatever that is. You need motivation, and maybe you want a trainer or a group class, but that's time-consuming. It gets really expensive after a while. If you've ever wished that you could have the gym come to you, Nordic Track has a series of training equipment that would give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your home. So you don't have to leave, which is great because a lot of times we just don't want to leave our house. They got treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers. Strength, whatever you're looking for. They have all of this. You put it in your home. You don't leave. You don't drive. You don't sit in traffic. You don't deal with other sweaty people that don't wipe down the machines. It's perfect. You can even, check this out, join high energy streamed workouts any time of the day without stepping out the door because we love technology. And again, it's another way that you don't actually have to leave your house and still not be totally lazy. Here's the cool thing too. You can join these streamed workouts in studios and exotic destinations around the world. Like They're really creative With this too, start your day with a run through the streets of Paris, you can end with cross training on the shores of Thailand or work out on an African safari. And you don't actually still, again, have to leave your house at all. The workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure that you meet your fitness goals. And we got a special offer for Locked On Redskins listeners. Get $75 off your NordicTrack purchase by visiting NordicTrack.com slash on. And using the offer code locked on. Again, that's N O R D I C T R A C dot com slash locked on. And use the offer code locked on during checkout and save $75 off your purchase with Nordic Track.
3: You are locked on, Redskins.
1: I consider last year essentially Josh Doxson's rookie year because his rookie I year agree. was two games and yeah. he didn't play at all even then. And he had to deal with that weird Achilles injury, which, by the way, do we know what it is? We still have never heard what it was. They could never figure it out. They never had an answer. It was just some weird Achilles injury that hung around for the entire year. I mean, Deshaun
4: Jackson told me, he was like, yeah, Josh is just going to sit out this year and he's going to play next year. It's like, I I don't know. Is it because he's scared? Like, what is going on?
1: His rookie year, there wasn't a ton of pressure in terms of having to have him out there right away because you had Garcon, you had Deshaun Jackson still. The problem is when you draft a player in the first round, he's going to be, supposed to be, A major contributor to your team. Whatever that position is, he's supposed to be a guy that's going to have a major role for your team. That's what a first-round pick does. And we really haven't seen that. We did get six touchdowns from him last year, but he was wildly inconsistent. But that's why I say last year was essentially Doxon's rookie year. Right. Now,
4: though, he needs to be healthy, and he needs to be on the field making plays.
1: If he isn't on the field again this year, Jay Gruden's head might explode. (laughs) Like, how often last year did Jay Gruden, and especially the year before, like the last two years, Jay Gruden talking about Josh Doxson was like somebody talking about their three-year-old when they haven't slept in a month. Oh,
4: he would be sneak-dissing him. Like, he would would be taking, like, low-key shots at him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All the time.
4: And I love that about Jay.
1: See, it's funny that you say that because we have gotten a little bit more of a serious Jay Gruden at times. That's why I say he... He feels the pressure on this season. He understands what's at stake. He said that before the season even started. Like, we're not rebuilding. This is a year we gotta win. That being said, I want some of that from Jay Gruden. I want to hear some of that. It's what makes him It's what makes him so endearing to fans, right? Yeah. Like fans and players. Players like some of that. Obviously, they don't want to be called out by him, but there are certainly players that he's the type of guy where you can go up, right? Deshaun Jackson went and pinched his nipple. What other coach can you do that to? That was weird, but you can do that, right? He's kind of one of those guys. You have to find that balance, though, when it comes to being a coach, and a players coach and a players coach, but also not being one that's going to just get like walked all over by players. I too.
4: agree. I agree. And I think he's probably finding that out as well. And I think part of his charm, too, to the players, which makes him relatable, is his trash talking ability on the field mm-hmm. in training camp and practices. They like that. It's endearing. It probably builds camaraderie. But at the same time, he needs to command that respect. And make sure this is he has his players ready to go
1: for week one. Yeah. And I and listen, Doxson is somebody that's not only important just for their offense, but it's important that he's out there consistently too because he's now got a new quarterback that he's working with. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith is learning all of these players, all of their tendencies. He's got to learn what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, help make them better, develop that chemistry, learn all of those things. And if you're not out there working with your new quarterback, that sets the team back. So it's it's really good that he was out there on Saturday, but... We need to probably accept that Josh Doxson is going to be somebody that practices differently than a lot of other players. Jordan Reed's going to be similar. And right. that that's going to put the Redskins offense at a disadvantage throughout the season. If you're not out there consistently working, if you've got to sit out and rest because they're worried about the soreness in your hamstring or your knee or your shoulder or whatever it is. That's something that then becomes a problem throughout the Yeah, especially
4: the just from like a feel and chemistry standpoint with Alex Smith coming in here. I'm sure he can watch film and meets with the guys and can get a good sense of yes. what type of players they are and what strengths and weaknesses they have without actually practicing with them a, a whole lot. But you would think the, act, the experience is going to go a long way. And if you don't have that, you might be behind a little bit.
1: Yeah, there was something in Saturday's practice where I guess Alex Smith and... Uh, and Crowder had a little bit of trouble in terms of communication where Smith wanted Crowder to cut up field, Crowder stayed up. and if the, So the offense is at times still learning their tendencies with each other, but that's that's part of what training camp is. Like It was like when everybody was talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes in Chiefs camp the other day, and he's thrown like seven interceptions or something like that. It is still training camp, and it's very early on. Yeah. This is the time to work on things that maybe you wouldn't do during a game, or maybe they are your weakness, and you say, all right, this is my chance now to figure out whether I can make this throw, whether we can run this play, whether it's going to be run successfully. Oh, and by the way, it's not working at first because we've never done it before. So I don't get overly concerned. I also don't get overly concerned about what happens in the preseason because we know you either. see you see very little. Now, That's
4: why Chris Thompson out game one, good. Like, I'm not upset about that.
1: As long as he's being brought along To be ready for the regular season. Right. That's all I care about. But that's, look, there's somebody else too. It's, I mean, think about all the weapons. He's definitely
4: not 100%. Like, he says he's, you know, has pain when he's jogging, and that's not a good thing. So you need to make sure that they use him sparingly and that he gets just enough reps to stay fresh but doesn't push it
1: it's one thing if a player has pain just because he's sore and it's just like trent williams having pain i'm like well trent williams doesn't have a really he had his first surgery this offseason. think about that trent williams had his first surgery as an offensive lineman and in one the one nfl of the
4: best in the nfl
1: it's unbelievable how durable he's been so like if he has pain you're like okay he can push through it. If it's other players, you're like, well, what? It's not even well, about the pain Morgan threshold. Moses it's like, going to push through <laughs> too. <laughs> We're like, okay, but Josh Doxson, Jordan Reed, you're like, this could turn into something more. Let's hold you back. And that goes back to my point of, there are certain players you just have to allow to practice differently.
4: Who has turf toe? Someone uh, has turf toe, and I know that's like a brutal turf thing. Turf toe is
1: the worst. Oh, it's on yeah. uh, Matt Ionitis. Okay, yeah. Mationitis that's has, not good. That's a, it's literally a split in your big toe. Right. Like, it's awful. That
4: is one of the worst things you can have. You I would crack
1: think. your bone. I mean, it uh, is incredibly painful. I don't know how they came up with that name, by the way. Well, yeah, it's kind Is it of because misleading. it happens on turf? Turf toe like <laughs> seems like it's not a big deal, <laughs> right? But when you know what it is, it's like, oh. If there's any injury that makes a player you need your sound toe soft, for a lot of things. <laughs> oh, he has turf
4: toe. He's gonna sit out because he's got a boo boo on his toe.
1: <laughs> but then you look at what it really is, and you're like, oh, damn, that actually must hurt really, really bad. Yeah, turf toe is something that I'm so glad that I've never had. And knock on wood, or Think whatever this that is big in Big toe,
4: like it's fractured, and it's just banging up against oh, your cleats, just yes. rubbing and-
1: It's just, ugh. and that's, you know, there are some guys that have a higher pain threshold than others. I would be soft and I'd be like, nope, this is not going to happen. Okay, I'm here out.
4: you go. John Kime just tweeted that Ionitis is dealing with turf toe, but the trainers have said he's good to go. Obviously some pain management for him. Like that that
1: turf toe turf toe doesn't just go away in a week. It doesn't, but that, see, that's the difference. There are some injuries where if it doesn't turn into anything else and a guy can deal with the pain, then it's fine. If it's something where you're dealing with a Josh Doxon, Jordan Reed, Chris Thompson, where that pain is lingering from a previous injury, or they just have that injury history, you say, this could be more, it could turn into more, let's just hold you out and be a little bit more cautious with it. So you just, you're going to have to deal with different guys that way, but it's, man, it's tough when important weapons on your offense are like, do we even out.
4: know exactly what is going on with Dawson injury-wise? I lose track. I, I, I lose track.
1: Of, like This guy has such a long list of know injuries. I just he's like
4: always pretty much injured, but I do, we never know exactly
1: You know what, what it is, to- though? It's giving more opportunity for Trey Quinn. Everybody loves Trey Quinn. Yeah. There's always a preseason hero every year. Trey Quinn is going to be our preseason hero this year. That's a good point. He will be that guy. Every single year, there's somebody like Marcus Mason was that way for a couple of years for the Redskins, Chase Daniel, Colt Brennan not going to be a quarterback, but it's Ryan going to grant <laughs> and you know, Ryan Grant was my pick last year, last year. So I, I nailed it last year. So, but he actually had, a, I mean, he had a decent Who regular season. Who is going to be on
4: defense this year?
1: That's a great question. You're down there watching these guys more than I, me. I've
4: actually been thinking about it. You haven't
1: found one yet that you think is going to no. be Trey Quinn is my guy on offense. And sometimes maybe it's just one. I mean, there's usually more than one. It was Bob Marley's what grandson last year, right? Nico Marley.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: He was, um, the, he was one of the preseason heroes. Ryan Grant was definitely that. But Ryan Grant, they also wanted to showcase and make sure because that, the organizations loved him for years anyway. So I'm not surprised that Ryan Grant had the preseason. And really, he had a decent regular season. I feel bad that the guy missed out on a lot more money with the Ravens. But I, I, Trey Quinn's going to be that guy. I, I can, it's go, he's going to be the guy that everybody gets just steamed up for this
4: Adonis year. Adonis Alexander.
1: That's the name that that's been thrown around. That guy is a around.
4: freaking beast.
1: Well, his name is Adonis. I mean, he just sounds like a badass because his name's I'm, Adonis. I'm
4: going with him.
1: All right, that's your pick? All right, so we're marking it down right now here at this moment. Trey Quinn for me, Adonis watch Alexander out, for watch you. Watch out for him. He's,
4: he's a Virginia Tech guy. He's got Torian Gray. You know Torian Gray is going to look out for his guys. That's true. And he's got a few of them now. He's so going to look out for his if people. If you're a DB and you didn't
1: go to Virginia Tech, you might be in trouble. I think it's probably, what, 25 guys on the Redskins <laughs> roster from Virginia Tech? They just keep drafting everybody. Another guy that had injury issues his rookie year and we're hoping is back to full strength is jonathan allen he talked to the media at camp get into that next
0: you are locked on redskin your daily podcast on the washington redskin part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
3: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason
1: The start of the NFL regular season is actually right around the corner. In this season, don't sit around watching the Redskins from home when you can be at FedEx Field in the crowd cheering on in person thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering locked on Redskins listeners ten percent off your first ticket order when you use the exclusive promo code Locked On. That's locked on. New customers only, and this offer is only good through the end of August, so you gotta get started right away. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Redskins kick off their home schedule on September 16th against the Colts, and you could be there for all the excitement. Go to VividSeats.com or download the app and enter promo code LOCKED ON for 10% off your first order. The offseason's over, the NFL is back, and Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game.
3: You are locked on, Redskins.
1: Another guy that had uh, injury issues his rookie year, and we're hoping it's back to full strength, is Jonathan Allen. He talked to the media at camp.
0: Hey, John. I know last year was only five games, but how important was it for you in terms of changing your perception and, and understanding the reality of what the NFL is and how did that affect your preparation coming into this season?
2: Um, I think it was good for me, Definitely hurt and hard for me to miss a lot of the games last year, but those five games really helped me get me acclimated to what to expect in a week, on a weekly basis, you know, so really just re-motivated me, refocused me, and have me more prepared than ever for this year.
0: John, at this point in camp, what's your individual focus? What are you kind of working on?
2: Man, I'm trying to go out there and get better every day. I mean, this, this is probably the most fun I've had on any camp in my life, just being able to be out there with the guys. It's been great. It's been super competitive. Defense has been... Working their tails off. Same with the offense. Everyone's starting to get be have a cohesive relationship with each other. So everything's going good for me. So, really, the goal is just go out there and get better every day.
0: And are you full go now? Because Jay said during OTAs that they wanted to kind of limit your reps to have you be ready for training camp. Is that something that?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Cause I was I was full go in OTAs. Okay. So I've been full hey, go since we started this.
0: And then just what notice what difference did you notice in with your foot as it healed? What could you? start to do again that you weren't able to do obviously besides walk but like in terms of just getting off the snap and that sort of thing
2: uh when it comes to recovering your foot the biggest thing is doing a calf raiser so that was kind of the benchmark to determine how healthy your foot was so once i was able to do five to ten without any pain that's when i was pretty much good to go And that happened i want to say somewhere around like april april yeah march april ish so around that timeline
0: What are some of the little things that you notice you can do now that maybe even just through those five games that you weren't able to do as well last year, just being out here now?
2: For me, I feel like being in the corner. That's a big thing that I've been trying to focus on, being able to become more skinny on the edge. Um, Really just trying to take in all the little things that I wasn't really able to do last year just because I was so caught up in the moment. Really just trying to get my... Get a grasp on the playbook, the scheme, the technique. So this year, I'm really trying to elevate my play and take it to the next level. Back uh, back here, sir. Uh, Obviously, today, Fan Appreciation Day. Just your thoughts and feelings about this day and interacting with the fans of Redskins Nation. Oh, I love it, man. I love, I love DC fans, and it's kind of crazy just because, like, five, six years ago, that was me out there when we had the camp back in Ashburn. So just be able to come out here and talk to the fans, you know, sign stuff for them, just really, just hang out with them. It's, It's fun. I enjoy it.
0: John, it seemed like there a lot of uh, short yardage work today, a lot of goal line. Um, did it feel as physical as it looked to us? And do you guys, especially on the line, get kind
2: of hyped for days like this? Oh, it was definitely physical practice. By, by, by far, most physical practice of the year. And, I mean, we love it. I mean, I mean that's what we do on the offensive line and defensive line when we bang and clang, man. So that's, that's what we love about football. Um, Jonathan, can you speak on the competition of the defensive line? Um, you Notice know, this last two drafts, the team is focused on drafting defensive linemen, but the, the individual competition, how are y'all pushing each other forward? We definitely have a lot of the competition on the defensive line, but it's all a healthy competition. We're all pushing and moving with and against one another to push each other, make each other better. I mean, we understand that there's only a certain limited amount of spots, but at the same time, we're all working towards one goal, and that's just making the football team and making this team as best as we possibly can to win the Super Bowl.
0: When you say uh, you know you were one of those fans just a couple of years ago back in Ashburn, when you were that fan, were you thinking of eventually being one of those players? Like, how early did you think that that could become a reality?
2: For me, I, I never really focused on it. I mean, I always I'm, I live in the here and now, you know. So when I was in high school, focused on playing the best I could. Then once I got to Alabama, definitely wasn't focused on the NFL because I mean, you're just, you're just trying to. I mean, you know, it was tough. So you're not even you're not even worried about that. And then when the time comes, you got to take advantage of your opportunity. So honestly, I never really sat down and daydreamed about it. I get you think about it every now and then, but it was never one of those things where I would sit there and like plan out what it was going to be like. So it was pretty cool.
4: Obviously, we all want to ask you about your injury and, and, and your recovery and Duran and, and Swearinger are big pieces on this defense, but who's somebody who's under the radar or who's somebody that you see on this defense is going to take a big leap forward in your opinion?
2: In my opinion, I feel like that's uh, Mason Foster. I feel like he's a guy who might not get a lot of credit outside of here, but if you cover us and you watch us and you're inside the team, I mean, Mason's, Mason's one of the guys I look up to, and he has, as we like to call it, a common effect when we're in the huddle and things are getting crazy everywhere. He's a guy who can come in, rally the troops, and keep it going. So I feel like Mason Foster's that guy. Uh,
0: when you say you want to play at the next level, what, kind of, what does that mean for you? Is there any goals or, or specific things that you're trying to accomplish this year?
2: I mean, I, I definitely feel like everybody has personal goals, but um, for me, it's just to dominate and be more consistent. I feel like I was, before I got hurt, I was playing at a, you know, a pretty high level, but I want to be able to take that to the next level and be able to play like that every week and every game and not have a good game than just an okay game. I want to be able to try to dominate every opponent, every snap, every game. So when I say take it to the next level, I really mean consistency.
0: Jonathan, you, uh, you and Matt, it seemed like you guys kind of formed a quick friendship last year, um, you know, and how can you guys kind of play off of each other this year when you're on the field together?
2: I definitely feel like to play defensive line, you you got to have chemistry with the guy beside you, especially, you know, me and him usually pass rush together. We have to have great communication with, from inside out. So, I mean, that definitely helps us on and off the field. But, you know, for the most part, it's about having a group of guys that you can trust and communicate with, not always verbally, you know. So I feel like as a defensive line, we have a really good, we have a really good friendship, you know.
1: All right, make sure you give Aaron a follow on Twitter at ABC7Aaron. Remember, I'm on Twitter at Nick Aschew, locked slash Redskins, or anything else on the website at just nickashew.com. The usual, that's what's good. Uh, 106.7 The Fan as well, NBC Sports Washington. We're back tomorrow. It's the Locked On Redskins podcast.
3: You are locked on Redskins. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.